You're listening to a movie mixtape extended interview. I'm your host, Alyssa Matthews. The 19th annual Environmental Film Festival, Planet in Focus, showcases films that explore and tell stories about our environment and the world in which we live. This year's festival starts on Thursday, October 25th, with the opening gala presentation and Canadian premiere of Youth Unstoppable. I had a chance to speak with director Slater Jewel Kempker ahead of the festival. Here's our conversation. This is Elissa Matthews, and I have Slater Jewel Kempker here in studio to chat about her latest film. Hi, Slater. Hey, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so, yes, my name is Slater Jewel Kempker, and I'm the director of a documentary shot over 10 years about the rise of the global youth climate movement called Youth Unstoppable. Um, I'm really excited to be here talking with you um, leading up to October 25th when uh, we're going to be having our Canadian premiere, but also we're going to be opening night film for Planet in Focus. And that uh, will be on Thursday, October 25th at 6.30 at the Royal Cinema. So if you're wondering what to do with yourself on that day, you should totally come by. Great. Thanks for joining me. I thought maybe just to start, if you wanted to kind of give, um, I guess, a bit of an overview of what your film is for our listeners. Certainly. So I, 10 years ago, started making this documentary, I think, without really having an idea of what I was doing. But I have always loved film and I've always loved storytelling because I feel like that's how we as human beings, you know, it's how we learn about the world around us. It's how we connect to each other. And I was 15 and I was representing Canada as a youth delegate at that year's then G8 summit. And it ended up just being really a photo op of youth delegates with ministers and, you know, look at us with the shining happy youth of tomorrow, as opposed to taking advantage of young people who had come together from around the world who were intelligent and passionate and creative and actually having good ideas about, you know, policy and, and potential ways to move forward. And it was just not even acknowledged, not even really um, taken seriously. And so I became uh, a bit of an angry filmmaker and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't at that point ready to chain myself to a nuclear reactor, but I felt like I could go out and I could try to be a voice for young people who are trying to have a say in their own lives when it comes to the climate crisis. And now I am here with a film. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you sort of touched on that. I mean, it's been a decade of uh, involvement within this sort of, uh, I think what you've sort of called the youth movement within mm. climate change. Can you describe how that movement has changed and grown, fluctuated yeah. over, you know, a decade plus that you've sort of been around it? Totally. So... When I first started getting involved, um, there were things like social media and people were connected that way, but it was a lot harder. Um, it was more of like the beginning kind of stages of that connectivity. And so I think at the beginning there was a lot of disconnection while there were still groups that were in contact with each other around the world and, and you know, working on policy and, and being connected in that way. It was really interesting over that time period to see how um, with technology and with that uh, came a greater level of um, kind of spiritual connectedness as well, for lack of a better word, of this, you know, new global view of the world that did not rely on borders and did not rely on 
where you were from or what your background was, but was that simply we were all human. And I saw and felt that really um, come into its own, uh, particularly uh, between about 2012 and 2015 when the Paris climate deal was um, was being hoped for and worked on and then eventually came about. Uh, it's incredible to see how right now um, kids my age when I started are, are there's a confidence and a savviness that I think might not have been there at the beginning that is um, very you know evident when you spend time with these young people and, and this feeling of anything is possible which is really empowering and inspiring and I'm, I'm really glad. Yeah. And I think that's sort of interesting to think about. So in your film, uh, you end up uh, including some uh, film with someone that you consider to be a mentor. Mm. Uh, and there's there's the part where uh, you... The Jean-Michel Cousteau Jean-Michel, piece? Jean-Michel, yeah, yes. Cousteau. Uh, when you sort of say, like, or where he says, you know, I'm passing this on to you. Now, as someone that is still a youth, but is sort of um, at that cusp yeah. of... Um, the UN says 30. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So sort of getting close to that cusp, um, how do you see you know, your work as an activist or just as a person who's concerned with this in terms of um, helping this next generation of young voices find their space? Well, I... I have become completely the climate change and the kind of umbrella uh, term that that is and how it affects, you know, really all these different dreams and things that we're working on in order to create a better world and create a world where it is caring and just and sustainable. I mean, that has become something so entrenched in my psyche and in my soul, and I don't think that's ever going to be going away. Whether it's, you know, working on narrative or working on other projects, it just has completely changed the way that I view how, you know, life on Earth and life as a human being work. And what's been really amazing and and I I feel very blessed with this documentary is that it's um, opening a lot of doors for me to interact with young people who are just coming up and coming into their own and wondering what they can do because they're looking around and there's a lot of there's a lot of despair and there's a lot of anger I think that is out there um, regardless of what issue you're looking at whether it's climate change or women's rights or you know, poverty and gender equality and I mean the list is endless and there's this it, it can be it's a very interesting moment when you first start becoming aware of that and you become conscious of it. And I think sometimes you just need to, I mean, what I've found with young people is they just need someone to tell them. And I think because I'm closer to their age than a lot of their teachers or whatever, that, you know, you can do this. People want to hear what you have to say. And, you know, the answer is always no until you ask. And just having that small piece of information sometimes is so empowering because, I think sometimes we are our biggest um, enemy in terms of being able to get stuff done. I just wanted to pivot back a little bit more to the film yes. and sort of the process of making it. Uh, what do you see as sort of your inspiration in terms of making that the documentary? Um, I know that in the past, uh, one of your previous works was sort of a, a nod to a Michael Moore film. And mm. so I'm just sort of wondering who, who you see as sort of the, the documentary makers that you're influenced by. Well, I mean, I was 14 when An Inconvenient Truth came out. And like a lot of you know people my age at that time when it came out, I cried for two days and didn't know what to do. 
And as I started becoming more of a filmmaker and and finding the filmmakers that I looked up to, whether it's a Michael Moore or Davis Guggenheim or um, a Lucy Walker, I uh, really felt that it was important to try to whatever the story was ever was going to be, whatever this film was going to be, it was really important to me to take something as dehumanizing and something as overwhelming and abstract as climate change and make it something more of the heart and something that was empathetic and human because I feel like you look at a lot of climate documentaries and really it's a bunch of old white guys saying how screwed we are and that doesn't help. I mean, we've seen like that message of fear come out again and again and again over the past 10 years and I feel like it's just brought about more fear (laughs) and people don't want to look outside of the bubble of their own life and by you know studying these filmmakers that have inspired me by getting to meet them and be mentored by them um, I think that's been one of the biggest things is how do you take something that you care so much about and put it in a kind of attractive wrapper that people can feel like you know, they've been told a story that they connect to, but but the seed's been planted for them to want to move forward. It's not just a fear of you have to do this. It's do, do you want to do this? And the difference between those is so powerful of wanting to do something. And in terms of, you know, you've done a few, uh, you're on sort of a festival circuit right now. Yeah. <laughs> have you found that people are, how, how have people been receiving the film? Have they mm-hmm. been receptive to it? Oh, completely. Uh, I it's it's fascinating because when I when I go to a film festival screening and I'm sitting in the audience, uh, there's there's people there from like seven years old to eighty seven years old. Uh, it's all ages, and the response across the board is the same. There's this feeling of of um, I think there's a relief that people are thinking about the future and thinking about how we can actually make it better in this way. Um, I have young people coming up to me saying that they didn't know that they could do that. I have, you know, grandmothers coming up to me saying that they had given completely given up hope for their grandchildren having a good life. And they feel inspired that there are there's this movement of young people out there that is showing up to these UN climate change conferences that are showing up and going through these dark nights of the soul and coming back because it's the right thing to do. There's this moral responsibility where it feels like this is the right thing to do. And as a filmmaker, it's amazing. I mean, being in an audience and I mean, I don't intend to just go into groups of people and make them cry, but it's fantastic. And there's this always this feeling of of a shared humanity and of this this love that is very rare in a, like a Q&A session when you walk into a room like that. And so that's been great. I mean, being able to share the film, I think, is has been so important and I think has touched people because there is this desire that um, for a point of view and for people talking about the future and the present in a way that is hopeful and not in a naive, idealistic, everything's going to be fine way, but that, you know, we can do this. This is this could be the biggest opportunity we've ever had as human beings to, you know, in order to survive, we have to change everything. And how cool is that? How exciting is that? You know, we have to lift each other up in order to survive and to win. Great. Um, I think that kind of covers everything I was hoping to chat about today. Did you have anything else you wanted to add or... 
Uh, just that we are in a very interesting and delicate time, I think. Uh, we are being given an opportunity to rethink our relationships to each other, to our relationships to the planet. And I would just hope that your listeners remember that um, it's not over until it's over. And so get out there and vote and make sure that the people who represent you actually are looking outside of the bubble of their own existence and of being elected and care about the things that you care about. You have a lot of power as one person. You have a lot of power as one person who can share a story and who can share your personal experience with people. Um, and yeah, just you're not alone. Youth Unstoppable screens at the Royal Cinema on Thursday, October 25th at 6.30 p.m. as part of the 19th annual environmental film festival, Planet in Focus. The festival runs until October 28th. For tickets and more information, you can visit planetinfocus.org and catch a new episode of Movie Mixtape on Fridays at 4 p.m. For CJRU, I'm Elissa Matthews.